We have talked very little presidential politics since the election day, um, and I've loved it. <laughs> um, I, for one, am trying to have an open mind about the uh, the coming administration until I, uh, you know, until I have uh, any evidence of what's going to happen. And when um, it does, we'll bring the hate. Oh, I got a good article about how the um, the Schumer Senate stymied Trump's picks uh, and how Republicans are going to pri- probably do the same. But you need to know the background of that before the media goes crazy about these evil Republicans who won't lo- allow Biden to have the cabinet he wants. Well, Schumer didn't allow Trump to have the cabinet he wanted. It's I got, gridlock. I got more on that coming up. But I-, I was very unhappy to hear Biden say this over the weekend. Uh, he was asked about the Trump administration's um, uh, plan on Operation Warp Speed and getting the vir- the vaccine out and all that sort of thing. So you're going to hear a clip of Biden, and then you're going to hear, hear Azar, who's Trump's guy in charge of all this, um, respond to it. There is no detailed plan that we've seen anyway as to how you get the vaccine out of a container into an injection syringe into somebody's arm. With all respect, that's just nonsense. We have comprehensive plans from the CDC, working with 64 public health jurisdictions across the country, as our governors have laid out very detailed plans that we've worked with them on. We're leveraging our retail pharmacies, our hospitals, our public health departments, our community health centers. We have the McKesson-built kits that have the syringes, the diluent, the needles, the PPE to administer. Uh, This is being micromanaged and controlled by the United States military, as well as our incredible private sector. We do hundreds of millions of vaccinations a year. We're leveraging the systems that are known and that work here in the United States. So I saw the clip of Biden saying that on a bunch of shows over the weekend with no pushback whatsoever. They got the they're getting the vaccine shipped out, but they've got no plan to actually get the vaccine from the box into the person. No plan whatsoever. You're going to tell me that four star general that I saw in 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago just completely missed that part of Operation Warp Speed. It didn't occur to him how to get the vaccine from the big box, the big bottle into the actual, uh, you know, syringe and into people's arms. He right. never thought of it. Into that's the hands just, of doctors. That, words, that's yeah. obviously laughable. Laughable. Yeah. I can't believe Biden said it. And then, of course, well, I can believe that the, the media then would run that and then just shake their heads at the, yeah, the stupid Trump administration. No plan. Well, that was that was classic Joe Biden. He's ad libbing. He's making stuff up. He's frequently lying. And uh, the, there is no plan. None that I have seen. Well, OK, you haven't seen neither of I. <clears throat> but I have it on pretty good authority that it exists. That was just an idiotic thing to say. And then the fact that the media just let it lay there is... Uh, is it's uh, frustrating. <clears throat> um, uh, and and if, you, if you don't like Trump, fine. You don't have to like Trump. Put your faith in that four-star general that's in charge of it. I, I'm telling you, he knows what he's doing. He's on top of this thing. So I uh, retweeted something from Glenn Greenwald over the weekend. Casey Hunt who is, I think, NBC's lead uh, congressional reporter or something yeah, like MSNBC, that? Yeah, MSNBC. I see her all the time. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden wouldn't... She tweeted this. Joe Biden wouldn't say if he's talked to Mitch McConnell. I'm just struck by the reality that we'll now have a president who, as a rule, doesn't lie, even when it might be easier. And Glenn Greenwald tweeted, 
aside from the fact that Biden has a long history of pathologically lying from claiming he marched with Mandela to having to drop out of his first presidential race for serially lying about his background. It's bizarre to see a journalist grateful for being stonewalled. Yeah, the, the, it's it's weird. The direction the media is going with just so far with the fawning and not challenging anything is it's, it's worshipful. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, well, we saw it with Obama, though. I mean, the, the, although, you know, you could argue that Obama, first black president, everybody's excited. He's a young guy. He's charming. He's got a sense of humor. You know, journalists should be a hell of a lot better than that. But you could excuse it for a limited time. But old freaking Joe Biden, who's been, you know, kind of a pleasantly, hilariously dopey presence for 40 years. I mean, all of a sudden you're in love with him now. It's just crazy. Um, uh, back to the vaccine. So the vaccine is going to come out. I'm sure they do have a plan, as you just heard there, to uh, to actually get it out to people and into your arms. Um, it is in the arm, isn't it? Not in the buttocks? Uh, the arm is what I hear, sir. Or the neck. It's not in the neck, is oh, it? Oh, I hope not. I'm not getting it. Um, so that starts this week. They think it's actually going to be this week that they start giving out the vaccine. Um, you know, if you're friends with a governor and you're at a fancy dinner, I'm sure they'll give you a slip one under the table and jab you if you want. But. Oh, yeah. The French Laundry is going to bring out a basket of bread and a <laughs> basket of uh, syringes. Just help yourself. A bottomless basket of vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Fact, do, you, do you ever uh, bag up some of the bread they bring you and, and bring it home? Uh, I've always thought, I mean, obviously they can't reserve it, so you might as well. But I've always felt like that's kind of... Like your grocery shopping have at we, the have restaurant. We, have we eaten on it? If we've eaten on it, yes. If I haven't touched it, no. That seems wrong. I'll ask for more just to take home. Really? Oh, wow. Wow. Aren't Not you just, <laughs> aren't you grocery shopping at that point? Yeah. Why don't you, <laughs> do you see how much this thing costs? <laughs> do you bring, Careful, I might take a plate, too. you, you got to bring little Ziploc bags and pour the salt and pepper into separate <laughs> bags and take them home, it's too. It's funny this comes up. I, I want to steal a salt shaker. Because and I've, I've never stolen anything in my entire life, and I've I knew lots of people, geez, when I was younger, that for whatever reason got a kick out of stealing salt shakers so or spoons. This is or on your bucket list, basically. <laughs> you need a better bucket. So, is it a particular uh, salt shaker you'd like to steal? For or? some reason, we've been. We, uh, my kids are. Uh, Crazy about salt. I I don't know what's wrong with their diet, but I mean they put are so they much ancient salt, Romans. <laughs> they put so much salt on on everything, including things that are already salty. Just oh, not good. But anyway, we can't find a salt shaker that doesn't have giant holes in it. So when you tip it, it's just like it's as if there's no lid on it. You're just pouring right. a pile of salt on everything like that. But like the really good salt shakers they have at a diner, like at a Denny's or something like that, with the really fine holes, and you got to shake it, you know, and you can kind of control how much you get. I yeah. want one of those, and I can't find one anywhere. So I'm thinking huh. I want to just stick in one in my pocket next time I'm at a restaurant, which might be 2023. Um but uh, how big a deal is that? I've had lots of friends that stole that sort of stuff. Well, I think there's probably a better answer than theft. I've, I don't. I, I've never stolen anything. But again, it's on my bucket list. To steal Did a you salt not shaker. hear the freedom-loving quote of the day from Marcus Aurelius? In fact, I would. If offer it is not people, right, do not do it. Can I buy this from you? It's a little grungy, anyway. Yeah, the give you waitress, ten dollars for this. That that is a deal they would make. The waitress would pocket the money and say, I'm not saying anything. Go ahead. <laughs> Back to the vaccine. More than half of New York City firefighters said they won't be vaccinated for the COVID-19 when the shot becomes available. Really? 55% of 2,000 firefighters in uh, New York's the, the biggest fire department in America polled over the last three days said no 
when asked if they'll get the COVID-19 vaccine when it's available. So that's a problem. Yeah, that's, I can't. Uh, I, I would love to hear, uh, you know, a, a roundup of w- their rationale. What's their reasoning? I mean, we can't keep living like this. We, like we all are. We got a text from somebody said uh, it's not just New York that will refuse the China flu vaccine. It's probably at least half of all firefighters. I work for one of the 20 largest fire departments in California. No, we are planning to fight any mandated vaccine. Most of our members refuse the flu shot also. Hmm. I don't know if there's a strain of anti-vax in uh, firefighters or whatever, but the fact that the first doses are going out to hospital workers and then first responders and all this sort of stuff, if a lot of that crowd says no, what are we going to expect out of the general population? Right. I, I have a feeling this is going to evolve. I hope you're right. Thinking is going to evolve, but I'm not sure in what direction, honestly. I need more why. Um, uh, you, dude, or ma'am, who's with the firefighters that won't take it, why is the reason you won't take it? Is there a, is there a particular, is there a bad history there? Did something happen once? Uh, you know, the reasoning I've heard via email, and you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or uh, text us, 415-295-KFTC. Put that in your phone. You might need it someday. Uh, the rationale I've heard is that it's so new, there are plenty of cases of drugs being recalled or taken off the market several years down the line as it becomes clearer that they do have uh, terrible side effects that, that were not recognized during the trial. Huh, maybe I'm a stupid sheep, but I feel like if there was a nurse in here right now with it, I would I would get it immediately and be happy about it. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm not I'm not afraid of it, but you know, like I say, I have a feeling these numbers will evolve rather rapidly, mm-hmm. especially as mandates come down. Oh yeah. And as oh, yeah. we've discussed, the mandates will be tricky. It's not going to be your boss isn't just going to bark at you, take this shot. Your insurance company is going to be cleared by the federal government to carve out a, uh, a uh, well, a carve out that um, if you get if you refuse the shot and you get the vid, they won't pay for your medical bills, yeah, which so, would be devastating, which uh, average between fifteen, eighty thousand dollars a trip. So if you oh. get the word that if you get it and you're going to end up in the hospital and on the hook for 80 grand, you'll probably get it. I know I would. Yeah. Um. Uh, more important stuff to come. We were talking about Christmas trees. Michael and I both got our Christmas trees over the weekend. Um, and I get a real tree. And I kind of consider the artificial tree era a, a sad, bygone Carter manifestation. Part of oh, the Carter presidency. You're we're, so wrong. We, we started driving 55 miles an hour. Grown men were wearing sweaters. And uh, artificial trees became popular. <laughs> sweaters? They're uh-huh. cozy. <laughs> It was a so malaise, you, Sean. It was a malaise. Look it up. So you're yeah. willing to amputate a tree from the body of Mother Earth? There's a hole in the sky. That's <laughs> he once was. Jack is spending money. Boy, the chopping down the tree at the Christmas tree farm. You're paying for the atmosphere, right? Not just the tree. I mean, because there's a sure, Santa it's an display and there's people around and ching, ching, ching and noise and stuff. And there's a blacksmith in the corner doing a demonstration. Right now, and, That's kind of uh, neat. Yeah, my kids love that. And there's cool stuff going on at the Christmas tree farm, but it's pricey. Yeah, You, you get it, it shaken, netted, and a uh, stand on it. I think I spent, and then I bought a couple of knickknacks. I think I spent $200 there. Yesterday. What? Oh, yeah. Er, my yeah it's expensive. Wow. Um, think I'm a broadsword from the blacksmith for that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I um, want to take home that horse that's pulling the sleigh for that. But I got to admit, <laughs> I got to admit... Yeah, two hundred dollars. You have a rusty saw, old man. <laughs> Good Watch luck. out there and <laughs> try not to have a heart attack, <laughs> fat boy. Um, 
Uh, I got to admit, my view of an artificial tree goes back to the Carter administration. That's the last time I've dealt with one, and they didn't look much like a tree. They were pretty sad looking. Oh, ours is outstanding. We got this text. The new artificial trees are so much better, Jack. The lights are ready to go just by snapping the pieces together, and now you can have a computerized light show set to music. Oh, wait a minute. I got an upgrade. On the artificial tree. Wow, that is something. I I saw one Christmas thing where they had one tree talking to the other tree, like with LED moving lips, and they were trying to coordinate the start of a song, but one of them kept doing it at the wrong time. So, hey, no, no, no. Come on. You're early again. Come on now. Come on, tree. It's a little satanic on Jesus' birthday, but a little. Now you got that hole in the sky where the tree once was song going through my head, Sean. Thanks. <laughs> Looks like there is going to be a relief bill or stimulus bill or whatever they're calling it. Almost a trillion dollars coming this week, among other things to talk about on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. rescued a horse that fell into a septic tank and was nearly submerged in raw sewage. A horse submerged in raw sewage is also known as an Arby's beef and cheddar. Hey, now! Arby's, we eat the horse. (laughs) That's one of my favorite all-time sandwiches, the beef and cheddar from Arby's. What did he call it? A A horse horse submerged in in sewage. They even had the jingle. It's not fair. I don't don't get it. I don't get it either. Do they not have Arby's in New York and it's just like a rumor started or something like that? Because your New York comedians make jokes about Arby's like it's, well, like it's Denny's. (laughs) But but Arby's is good. Yeah, they have big, meaty sandwiches. Love it. Beef and cheddar, I'd eat five of those right now. That's a good sandwich. Uh, mm, mm, That's unsophisticated. So... (laughs) A lot of the money runs out, stimulus money and that sort of stuff runs out end of this week. I shouldn't call it stimulus money because that's not what this package is. I heard uh, explained several times over the weekend. But we got about another trillion dollars they think is going to get signed off on this week that everybody's going to come together finally. Um, and $908 billion backed by a bar- bipartisan coalition of lawmakers last week, and the voting is going to be this week, they hope which calls for $300 billion in enhanced federal unemployment benefits, which end this week, end of this week, $160 billion for local and state governments, and $288 billion in aid to small businesses. The proposed bill does not include more stimulus checks. Huh, this okay. Is trying to, this is trying to keep uh, businesses from going under, in theory. You know, it says aid to small businesses, but as we talked about last week, at least in previous rounds, a lot of big businesses got the small business money. Yeah, I think this time it's going to be f- fewer than 50 employees. Last time it was 500, I think. And a uh, tremendous amount flowed to pretty big companies. But I don't know. I just So no stimulus checks for average Americans, but, uh, but uh, state governments get bailed out. I'm, okay. I, I realize this is a, a, a nearly unprecedented crisis, and, and we got to do nearly unprecedented things. But, man, another trillion dollars. Woo-wee! Woo! I was just reading about a, uh, uh, actually an alert listener sent it along, about a, uh, a pandemic called The Sweat back in the day, back in like the Middle Ages. i got to tell you about that. It's crazy. The Sweat? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was a weird disease. Really weird. But stay tuned for that. Um, 
Gross. So, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Chuck Schumer are out suggesting that we immediately on day one cancel fifty up to $50,000 in federal student loans per borrower. They're saying that would jumpstart the economy. They said it's Econ 101. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Our friends and neighbors are buried under $1.5 trillion in federal student loan debt. The best way to jumpstart economy is to put more money in working families' pockets, money they can spend in their communities. Boy, this certainly speaks to the fact that the Republican Party has become the workers' party and Democrats have become the college-educated party because that is such a non-progressive sort of thing to do. All the working-class people who chose not to go to college are going to pay for the people who decided to go for co- go to college. Right. Yep. Uh, in a recent interview, uh, Steve Forbes, editor-in-chief of Forbes, blasted the suggestion, and I love this, because... There is a serious problem with universities, colleges and universities right now, and they're getting more and more and more expensive. Well, I'll I'll quote Forbes, then we'll go into it. If they have this debt forgiveness on any kind of scale, we're going to have people wondering, why should I pay those obligations? Why should I take those extra jobs? Why should I sacrifice a private university to go to an in-state university to save money and honor my obligations? So you make a mockery of people who've played by the rules. And this gets to the big issue, which is, why are college tuitions rising at four times the rate of inflation, the sticker price? Why are they rising eight times uh, the rate of cash wages of working Americans. It's because universities are affli- afflicted with bureaucratic obesity. And I'm afraid we're up against a hard break, so I can't finish this statement. But we'll do it on the other side. It's good stuff. But they just want to p- perpetuate the scam because they know their constituency is, you know, enjoying that warm teat. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Devastating coming. Suckling. and Getty. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, very important question. The vaccines have been studied in over 70,000 people, so we have a good understanding on the uh, side effect that take place within the, the six months that we have been studying this vaccine. They are primarily side effects in the injection sites. They last one to two days. In about 10 or 15 percent of people, they can have significant, not overwhelming, but significant pain, redness at the injection site that can be treated with uh, Advil or Tylenol, and also a little bit of fever and chills. Those disappear within 24 to 36 hours. Hmm, that's a much uh, milder response to the vaccine than I've heard other people say. Uh, fever, chills, uh, injection, pain, that, that's uh, mild, what I've heard mostly. Mild for a day? What What happened to need to stay home for a week after you get... No, well, no, nobody said that. Somebody said that on our no. show. No, a couple a couple days, maybe three, mm-hmm. you feel kind of feverish and, and crappy. Here's a headline I just came across before you get back to your news. Coffee snobs are faking their love of fancy Java, an addiction study says. <laughs> the narcissism of small distinctions. Oh, yeah. I'll have yeah. to actually oh, read that. Are people well? Are people knowingly doing that, or getting their own minds are fooling them? I'll read it. I'll, I'll read that and get back to you. Interesting. So I want to finish up the the discussion of forgiving student loans, and this is this is such a. Uh, a transparent I, I, attempt. I, I have been assuming all along that this won't happen. 
so I don't get that worked up about it. If it happens, I'm going to be furious. I think it's Absolutely. going to happen. You do? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my 100%. God. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Well, they can do it probably administratively through regulations without even You've passing You've got to be kidding laws. me. No. No, I'm not kidding. Biden's spoken favorably of it. He's got Warren and, uh, and, and Schumer in his ear. They're talking about uh, up to $50,000 per borrower. And they're they're masking it as you know responding to a crisis. They're even, not letting a crisis go to waste. Even while there's uh, all this information out now, that the biggest class distinction, the most clear cut class distinction we've got is people who go to college and people that don't. Mm-hmm. As uh, as defining what class you're probably in, what class your parents are in, what you're in, all that sort of thing. You're going to bail out those people at yeah. the expense of all the people that didn't go to college, or of course all the people that like me. You know, you went to college and worked the whole time and everything like that. You were just stupid to have done that. You're not going to get any money for that. Um, but the people that didn't go to college, their tax money is going to go to pay for the people that did. Yeah. That, that, that's the least progressive program you could possibly come up with. Yeah. Mechanics and manufacturers and air conditioner repairmen and the rest of it are going to be paying for the useless degrees of the upper crust. So it's even worse than that. I, you know, I should have uh, done a little research. How many how many colleges and or universities are there around the United States? Many hundreds, right? Seven. Uh, it's thousands. Um, and especially your big college towns are 100% Democratic strongholds. Oh, yeah. Practically without exception. Oh, yeah. So you have this enormous constituency of students, yes, but especially faculty and staff and, and, and administrators and the rest of it who are a reliable constituency. So you got this scam, which is colleges and universities. It's a financial scam in that they injected a tremendous amount of money into it with the federal student loan programs. And uh, anytime you inject huge amounts of money into a market, you're going to distort that market. You're going to cause inflation. You're going to remove any downward pressure on prices because you got 18 year olds who you're convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pay off 130 grand. It's, it's easy uh, when you get a job because everybody makes like 250 a year. So so you dupe a bunch of people into borrowing a huge amount of money to prop up the scam that enriches your constituency. And then when it gets so top heavy, it's got a bust and people are starting to wake up to it. What do you do? You take the money of the sucker taxpayers and you bail out the very system that you distorted. It's really quite a it's really a nice crime against the taxpayers. But I love this that what Steve Forbes said. He talks about making a mockery of people who played by the rules and saved their money or didn't go to college and get a degree in uh, uh, lesbian Eskimo uh, studies. Uh, he says it's uh, so why are. College tuition is rising at four times the rate of inflation and eight times the rate of cash wages for working Americans. It's because universities are afflicted with bureaucratic obesity. The very government programs studies have shown that are supposedly helping students instead lead to higher tuitions. The universities get the money, they add administrative costs, and the students get stuck and their families get stuck with debt and in some cases grants, but with higher debt. So the universities get the money and the student get left holding the bag. So you've got to stop that corrupt gravy train of more and more and more money going to the universities and students getting stuck with the debt. And as you saw in 60 Minutes last night, even with all that money coming into universities, they're still canceling like every sports program in America that's not big-time football or basketball because they just can't afford to do it anymore. Right, right. They're so poor. So, listen, this plan is specifically 
and transparently, as I said before, a plan to give money to traditional Democratic voters has nothing to do with justice. It oh, probably will help the economy in the short term, although we have to pay back the debt. It's as unjust as anything that's ever happened. That's awful. Yeah, I, I this this might be the breaking point for me to where I just I just can't even participate anymore. Well, if the, the Republican experiment, that is so we've already got this ridiculous problem of the, the class system of. You're going to send your kid to university to have a good time and 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 do and waste four years and go uh, six figures in debt and then come out and can't get a freaking job, but still look down on the crowd that goes and gets an actual skill and starts making money. And then you demand and then we're they pay your tuition. Bail out the right. crowd that made the former decision, and it's paid for by the guy who made the latter decision. Right. That is just as unjust as anything could be. Yeah. That's. It's so out of bounds. Well, I hope the Republican Party can pull their heads out of their hineys well enough to communicate that to to the people of America. I mean, the, the fact that the Democratic Party still has working America is mostly just because they're, you know, uh, holding hands with the unions and, and they support each other and continue to spin the yarn that the Democrats are the party of the little man. But I think that perception is fading in our God, hurry. I'd like to get a million man and woman march of people that 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 work real jobs and didn't go to college saying, I'm not paying for your social degree. Of course, they wouldn't. you can't get them together for a march because they have freaking jobs and lives. They're not like all the university students that are constantly marching because they got nothing to do. Well, yeah, well, that's true, the students. Yeah, and, and I don't want to demonize getting a college education. I of feel like we're not. edging a little close to that. Of but. course, I am absolutely demonizing working guys paying for the people getting that. I'll demonize that all freaking day long. I'm with that you. That is evil. Yes, that it is. That is absolutely evil. And it's probably going to happen. God, I hope you're wrong. Well, Jack is going to either calm down or stoke his outrage, and I prefer the latter. Well, we give you a quick message from our friends at Simply Safe. Now, you want to keep your, your home and your family safe, obviously, from breaking, fire, flooding, medical emergencies, or whatever. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award winning 24 7 protection. Yeah, this is the best. For some reason, because of the name Simply Safe and the fact that you can set it up in 30 minutes, I think it'd be easy to think, well, this is kind of, you know, it's kind of a security system. No, it's the best one you can get. According to U.S. News and World Report, they named it the best of 2020. Um, set it up in 30 minutes yourself, super easy. Then Simply Safe's professionals take over, monitoring your home 24 7, ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Yeah, great high-definition cameras, by the way. You're going to see exactly who was on your doorstep or who is on your doorstep. And listen, you get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It's a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for that free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. God, I had been assuming all along that there's no way this college bailout thing would happen. So it's even worse than I've been saying. So you'll have the working class who, for the most part, believes in the American experiment and everything we're doing, mm -hmm. paying for the crowd that wants to tear it down to get a degree in whatever the hell they're deciding to study. Grievance studies or That's whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So the people who believe in capitalism are going to pay for the people who made a you know decision to go to college. So the spell America with America. KKK. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. just outrageous. Yeah, your social justice warriors oh are going to have God. their fake degrees paid for by the working people. Holy crap. That we, is the Democratic Party. We might actually he be heading toward some sort of a civil war or, um, you know, uh, peeling off into states where we secede from the union or whatever. 
you'd have good reason. Why am I, Why are my taxes going to pay for you doing that? It could certainly lead to a reckoning. And, and there are, is almost never a big problem that can be solved without a really uncomfortable reckoning. And maybe this is it for colleges and universities. You know, Kevin Williamson, who's a brilliant guy, love him as a writer. Uh, I heard him talking. I think he was on a podcast with Jonah Goldberg. And, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, some people on the right, they have this disdain for the very things that made America great, like our university system. And I, I wanted to yell at uh, my radio, as some of you do, I'm sure, every day. And say, Kevin, I don't dis- have disdain for the idea of universities and learning. I'm not anti-learning, but your beloved universities have become so utterly bloated and corrupt that they- they've got to be cleaned out. I mean, they're they're just infected. They're disgusting. They they're not what you think they are. I absolutely have disdain for the university system since it since it often includes. Um, all these just whack job, anti-racist this and, you know, intersectionality, that stuff. Yeah. Yep. They are now they're factories of indoctrination of kids into far left ideologies to a large extent. Well, and I, it's like 97 percent of schools fit that the, description. If the student loan bailout continues on down the road, we'll be talking about this a lot in the coming weeks and months, I'm sure. Um, why does the most popular toy in America often poop? You look back over decades, going way back to the 70s. Finally, answering the question. The most popular toy in America regularly poops. What is our fascination with that sort of thing? Among Hmm. other stories that we can get to. Laxative me Elmo? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll hit you with some of the names and you'll remember them. I I have a a theory, a, a theorem. You had kids during this period. Yeah. Um, uh, young kids. So anyway, we got more on this. What's your theory on uh, what we were just talking about? Text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Doctors in China removed more than 120 magnetic beads swallowed by a five-year-old boy. Wow. Wait till his boss at the factory hears about this. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate the shot at communist China. There you go. Child labor, slave labor, etc. Need more of that. Reading more about those concentration camps for the poor uh, Uyghur people. Oof. It's it's hardcore stuff, man. And the world it's nasty. kind of ignores it. Yeah, well, they're making money. Um, Never these, again. <laughs> these toys that poop are probably made in China. God, what was I dealing with over the weekend that was cheap Chinese crap? That's one thing that would help our uh, battle with China is if Americans would give up on buying cheap, useless crap. Now, what was <laughs> I buying that was just useless? And you can't get a good one. I mean, one that's just not so flimsy that it falls apart. Can't yeah. remember what it was, but there's so many things that that you buy that are, you can get one. Oh, I, I know, like my well, my wife's neck hurts, so she got this inflatable thing you put around your neck and you air up. But they're then they're all incredibly cheap. They're like eleven mm. bucks. Yeah, I want one that's forty bucks so that it doesn't pop within an hour of having it. Right, and there, right. there's there's so much stuff like that. Make one that's a little more expensive that will actually last a while. What a weird thing we've done in America where our desire for cheap stuff that's useless. 
Didn't you have a go-kart that was super cheap? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I tweeted about that over the weekend because Santa brought a go-kart for my kids a couple of years ago. And that Chinese piece of junk, they, they rode that thing maybe a total of an hour. And I, really? I, I had mechanics work on it. I spent more than the cost of the go-kart trying to fix it several times. It's, mm. just, it's just crap. Now, come it should on, be against, China! It should be against the law to sell it in the United States. Yeah. But there's so many examples like that. You know, I grill a lot. I realize this is a silly example, but uh, barbecuing tools, grilling tools. Yep. Don't buy the cheap ones. Yeah. You know, it could be argued that, you know, the cheap Chinese crap has brought a lot of consumer goods uh, to the hands of low-income people. Um, but Yeah, see, the problem I have with that argument that people always make is low-income people, because I lived amongst them as a child, found a way to buy that stuff. If they needed it, sure. Yeah. You and then it. it would last. And yeah. it lasted. Or, and or they had a job making it. Yeah. You know? it's a good point, too. Um, last year, says this writer, my four-year-old visited the Santa Claus on Zoom where she told him that she wa- what she wanted for Christmas uh, last month. I guess you have to visit Santa Claus on Zoom now. There's this toy dog, she said. He comes on a leash so you can pretend to take him a walk, take him for a walk, and then he actually poops. He poops so much you can pick up the poop in a scooper and put it in a little pouch. <laughs> See, that's the part of dog owning most people hate, but you're going to yeah. get a toy dog for a kid that you have to pick up its poop and put it in a little sack. Every Saturday I do that, for real, and it's not that charming. Um, but this brought up the uh, the distinction that pooping toys have existed and have been popular for a long time. In 1973, American toy maker Kenner released the Baby Alive doll that pooped into a diaper. Yes. Over the last five years, there's been a distinct shift toward toys that don't just treat poop as a normal part of life, but revel in how gross and hilarious it is. In 2015, the market was flush with toys that looked like the poop emoji. We had lots of those about our house <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, so you got the baby dolls for the girls, and I understand the popular uh, toy for the boys. It's a sword-fighting knight who has armor, um, and he poops in the armor, and you have to clean out the armor. He's called Sir Craps a lot, and I guess that's just flying off the shelves. In 2018, <laughs> both eBay and Toy Insider named Gross Toys as a top trend thanks to toys such as the Doggy Do board game, where the goal is to collect poop. <laughs> Again, I do it every week. It's not that fun. And stink bombs, which are plush characters designed to smell like uh, flatulence. What? These are, aggressive pop- scent. These are popular toys. It's a $27 billion portion of the toy industry are pooping toys. Great Scott, we're an odd uh, species of animal. I don't know why that's happening. There's no other animal that, 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 that collects poo for fun. No. I don't, you know, with the dolls, I get it because it's realistic. Everybody poops. Every animal on earth, you know, puts out waste. And if you want a realistic doll, babies don't do that much. They, they, they cry, they coo, they, they, they pee, they poop, and they learn. And, you know, if I'm a little kid, I want a realistic doll. I okay, suppose you want it's... realistic? You got a colicky baby. I'm going to wake you up every 15 minutes all night long until <laughs> you're insane. All right? <laughs> Enjoy your doll. Um,. Speaking of pets, uh, I just noticed this new trend yesterday as I saw it at the Christmas tree farm while we were there. And my wife told me that this is a, a new common thing. She sees it a lot. Hmm. Have you seen the cat backpacks? No. You ran, you ran into some parents. Parents. Oh, boy. boy now, I've, now I need to vomit. That makes me want to fight you, that <laughs> term. <laughs> I'm puking. He's swinging. 
Parents. Parents. Okay, so, oh, Lord. Uh, my wife said, oh, God, there's somebody with a cat backpack. And I originally thought it was a cat wearing a backpack. But no, it's a <laughs> it's a, a carry. It's what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a backpack and it's clear. It's 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 a cage, but you wear it as a backpack and your cat just kind of sits in there, you know, looking at everybody. And uh, you carry your cat everywhere you go. Oh, you know, I did see it's one got of those air in holes, a... obviously. Otherwise, oh. it'd be macabre. Nice job, air hole. Um, uh, yeah, I did see one of these in the airport, but I didn't know what it was. I guess this is a thing now. So if you're especially uh, you... among parents, uh, yeah, oh, and probably mostly college girls who go everywhere with their cat on their backpack, and they just wear it around as they're walking everywhere. And then you stop at the coffee shop and you take off your backpack and set it there, and the cat's still with you. It's a comfort cat. Now parents. I'm going to get a comfort latte. <laughs> Well, while people for lifestyle reasons have decided not to have children, the incredible desire to to nurture, raise, and take care of something still exists in all our all of mm-hmm. our DNA, and I think it's being you know taken care of with uh, the the parenting, and uh, <laughs> so you push you push pets around in the in the the little stroller, and then you carry them in the backpack thing, and now I got to fight both of you. <laughs> I will never forget, probably until my dying day, the first time I saw a, a couple of, it looked to be grandparents, lovingly pushing a stroller, and they reached me, and I looked in, and there was a dog. <laughs> a dog in a stroller. Dogs are capable of walking. Perhaps you've heard the expression, walking the dog. But yeah. they're pushing this damn thing along a stroller. It was a Will Ferrell character on Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago. Uh, they were both parents, and my, my wife and I still use this line about our dogs, where Will Ferrell said of his dog, his dog he's holding. He said, he doesn't walk. He hates it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't Ro- walk. He hates it. The Roman emperor. Yeah, no the empire is on the line. We don't carry yeah. our dogs because they would rather not have to walk. <laughs> that wow. is hilarious. Push them around in a stroller because they'd rather not walk. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.